In 2020, just weeks before a global pandemic was fully realized, The Real Boys recorded an episode on the greatest media ever created. We have returned. That was McGee and me. And this is Godfellas! And welcome to Godfellas, the small group that was meeting online before the pandemic hit. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Mr. Mitch. And I'm Mr. Brandon. That's right. We have returned. We are back in-house tonight to talk about um, just, oh, a a property that I have so much love and and adoration for, McGee and me. Mm -hmm. We we had to come back and... I could honestly, I feel like I could do an entire podcast just about, just about McGee and me. Oh man, Mitch and me? Are you kidding me? Some some we we'll workshop that name, but yeah, are, I feel great you, about it. Are you McGee in that scenario, yeah, Mitch? Yeah, and I'll do the voice the whole time. Hey, I'm Mitch. One of the things that I love about McGee and me, most of the time, ironically, I love the uh, each episode would have a song over a montage. Yes. And, uh, and you know, I, I I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it, so let's sing a song with Mitch. This is uh, the song that plays in the episode, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, you know, feel free, uh, Brandon and Mitch, to share your your thoughts on this masterpiece. This is my favorite song that's ever been written. <laughs> ever? Yes. Like better than Claire the, de Lune? That's right. Yes, better than Let It Be. It's this song. Hmm. All right. Oh, this is wow. a long intro. A long intro. Oh, I, was just, I was like, am I listening to the champion? <laughs> Imagine you're sitting mm. in a movie theater. You've just seen a terrible film. <laughs> Did that bass come in like off, <laughs> like early? This is what I'm going to hear after I watch Justice League. I said it'd be great. <laughs> now you see who's the fool. <laughs> mm. These lyrics. Listen to these lyrics. <laughs> this is just like a heap of vagueness. Yeah. I, I was about to say, this is, again, this is an audio medium. Mitch and I are jamming, and Brandon could not be less interested. <laughs> You'll never. Li- oh, this lyric right here, though. Stick it in your mind. Yeah, stick gross. it in your mind. Stick it in your mind. <laughs> you didn't want to get one more. Stick it in your mind. Oh, um, <laughs> is this goodness? Is this worse than um the song the than Love Never Lies or no? no Love Never Lies is actually kind of ironically good. This is terrible. Well, this, this is worse. Yeah, this is theologically what? disastrous. Let's let's start there. Like it's elaborate. Uh, just those the the idea of the song being like 
you better watch out. You better not cry. Because if you watch a movie, you'll never forget. Like, it's like... And then you're going to die. Yeah, thank you. That's much better. It's just like fear-mongering, right? I'm like, okay, he watched sure. a scary movie. Who, like, I'm I'm sorry. Who cares? Come on. Relax. I do love in the movie, or in the show, I guess, that scene, uh, listening audience, it's literally over Nick walking home in slow motion, <laughs> but they clearly didn't have slow motion cameras. Yeah. So it's just like the worst footage of him just like walking and it's like all blurry and it's that song for the whole time. It's not like he's making different faces. It's like the same shot over and over take again. Just Are you slow. reading okay. my notes? For the duration Zach? of the song. No. Uh, did you put them about, up? Can we talk about the slow-mo? <laughs> Why is it here? Why is it here? Well, it's it's weird because with the long intro, it seems like it's trying to pretend to be the score for the scary movie that they're watching. But, <laughs> but then, then you hear the guy, they all said it was great. Yeah, why does he sound like Michael McDonald, this guy? He's so like old sounding to me. I don't when I think of when I survey the lyrics though, I love that it's, they all said it was when great. They all said you'd be cool. I don't know. You guys, I don't know what your high school experience was, but like was going to see a movie, did that ever make you cool? Well, is Nick in high school? I feel like he's I, in elementary I guess school. We'll, I guess we'll get into the episode when we a little bit. Well, but I like mean, because that's very like, different, right? Yeah, like, he's playing I'm, with toy guns at the beginning and like also like trying to sneak into an R-rated movie. I actually think in like elementary school, there is some social currency to like you walk in. Maybe, maybe it's just boys, maybe it's not, but it's like... I saw yeah. last night Saturday Night Live and I know all the jokes mm. like that kind of right. thing. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is a little bit of currency of like watching the thing you weren't supposed to watch. Right. Yeah. Not in middle school and high school, though. Yeah, so that's it, different. So it sounds like you're saying that this guy's a good songwriter now. Yeah, He's a good he lyricist. is a good songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Tim well, Rice of, uh, of Focus on the Family. <laughs> Tim Rice is a lyricist for many Broadway shows and movies in case you're not aware. <laughs> yeah, if you like the Lion King, that's that's him. That's Tim Rice. Um, yeah. Brandon, Brandon, do you have anything as a? As, would you let your kids listen to this song? <laughs> like it's I dangerous. Mean, there, there would just be no point because yeah. it's not like a fun, like a fun song you could jam to, and mm, I disagree. It's, and it's not a fun song you could jam to. I'm going to take a hard stance on that. Right, and like, oh. Especially when you've got like Disney show tunes out there. Like oh, yeah. A- Apple releases full <laughs> when playlists. When you have literally anything else. Amazing yeah. Disney literally stuff. And and then stick it in your mind is um, is something it's that's available. It's challenging. I'm, I'm going to leave this one unplayed. Yeah. yeah. I, I might be I might be making this up. But I feel like I remember singing this as a kid and like into the stick it in your mind. And my parents being like, what are you saying? Excuse me, son. We don't talk that way in this house. (laughs) Stick it in your ear. (laughs) And they told you to go upstairs to your room. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, you know what? I can't I can't hold back my enthusiasm anymore. Let's get into the episode. Settle up your horses. Stick it in your mind. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are talking about McGee and Me, The Not-So-Great Escape. You know, that's the title, The Not-So-Great Escape. I feel like they um, knew this was the not-so-great episode, so they just leaned into it. Like, one, once you get in here, you can't escape. We got gotcha. you. So, so, it's, so the episode, um, it starts out, Nick is outside with his friend Lewis. Lewis is back, that guy. And uh, he's playing in the front yard, like mm-hmm. Power Rangers with like toy guns. And he's also like 
narrating his life. He's like, I know that it looks strange that I'm out in the front yard playing with my friend, but we are children. I was like, what kid is that like aware of like, I'm sorry, I'm so If you so have childish. to be a kid, you might as well act like one. Yeah, Which weird. I thought was like the strangest line. How about, hey, we're kids and yeah, we're a little weird. But this is how, how we like to have fun. None of that needs to be said. I yeah, understood. Like, we are weird. We like to have fun running around the yard with toy guns. <laughs> I, I know what totally you're thinking, everyone. Why are we <laughs> No playing? one was thinking that. <laughs> let, me, let me explain. We're children. <laughs> because you're kids, right. we're fine with right. it. <laughs> then, then Nicholas has to come in the house because it'll be getting dark soon. And uh, then he sits down on the, on the bed. Can we stop Lewis right and, there? Can we yeah, stop yes, right please. there? I think the episode was being overly critical, making his mom seem a little overly strict so Mm -hmm. they could tee her up as like a tool to use. Like then it's like, then he gets some ribbing from Lewis, your mom, blah, 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 blah. And (laughs) it's like, I've seen all of the McGee and me's never Mm -hmm. has she ever acted like a parent who would walk out at like four o'clock in the afternoon and be like, Nick, get inside. It's about to be dark. She's never, she's never come across as like an overly strict or, or um, I don't know, the, like petty parent. You Gosh, know, it's just easy fix too. just be like, hey, it's time for dinner. Get in. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And that there would be go. maybe a little weird because it's light out. But some people eat early and I would have bought it. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. then they go to they go to his room and uh, there's that scene where he says, uh, man, your parents don't let you do anything. And they sit on the paper and read the newspaper yeah. to which Lewis says, hey, check it out. Night of the Blood Freaks Part Four. In 3D. My favorite again, thing like, in movies and television <laughs> is fake titles for movies and television. This might be a close second to Boy Meets World. Yes. I'm blowing up your head part six. Yes. Stumpy's, Stumpy's Revenge. Revenge. Well, th- this is like that episode. I feel like they, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This clearly came this first. This is the but poor version of that. This is very yes. similar yes. to that. Yeah. Yes. Can I Can I play my, my favorite moment, though, is when they reenact the trailer for the movie. Have you seen the commercials? Oh, yeah. You mean the trailer? First, there was Dawn of the Blood Freaks. Then, Good heavens. Day of the Blood Freaks. Then, Twilight. But Twilight? Now, as the shadows begin you know they practice this. Fall, yes. I'm going to say something that might sound ridiculous. The whole like thrust of this movie is that Nicholas should not go see this movie. And aside from the title, I don't know what this movie's about. Man, nothing. I mean, there's some blood freaks. I know that. Can I <laughs> right. say, I thought that moment with them reenacting the thing, I was like, that felt the most normal in a McGee yes. and Me episode. Like, yeah. like McGee and Me is always like the weird Christian bubble wor- world where it's mm-hmm. like, we button up our shirts and we don't say crap or stupid in this house. And then like them doing the re- reenacting the trailer is like, oh, they feel like kids. This feels like kids for 10 seconds. <laughs> so, so I'm like, that was nice. And then the rest of the episodes like that was bad. They shouldn't have done that. This is terrible. And I'm like, oh, OK, never mind then. I don't know. Right. I liked it. I liked it. No, I did. I did, too. I think my issue is so the whole point is that this is not a movie that Nicholas should be seeing and like all I know is that it's called Night of the Blood Freaks Part 4 that's all I know about this yeah. and that the soundtrack to the movie is by Death Threat so, so I mean it, we can assume something yeah. with Blood Freak in the title is not appropriate for a kid sure, which I, I buy that with, sure. which automatically makes me think 
uh, no, all of your friends are not allowed to see this. Yeah. This is this is not uh-huh. something that all like actually. I don't know. Renee says I've seen all the freak exactly. Movies. She was the one that made that felt the most fake. You, <laughs> she you're telling me so sophisticated. She was like, I've seen all the freak movies. I'm a huge seen enthusiast. Them? You starred in them. <laughs> I feel like though this would have been a perfect opportunity to bring Derek Kreider back. Where's yes. Derek Kreider when you need him for for an mm. episode? You know? Yeah, you you weenies aren't gonna go see Night of the Blood Freaks Part Four in 3D. Like, well, I mean, he I feel like though, and been like, I'm not gonna watch that crap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't he's know. Good, it just we, we think. it just felt like this would be an opportunity to maybe like Nick was trying to be cool with older kids, almost like the Blunder Years episode. You know, mm-hmm. later on. This the fact that like all of his peers, the kids his age, were all seeing it. That felt unrealistic to me well this is dipping its toes in peer pressure right like this is like the diet version of like a cigarette episode of the show right right like we can't go that far or he's tempted to do something you know what i mean so it's right i don't know right then nicholas wants to see this film and he does the responsible thing and he asks his parents and Nicholas's mom quotes Mitch in the Christmas shoes episode and says, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Notice how they skipped right over the rating. The first thing I did did like that scene where the dad comes downstairs and and the mom goes, Nicholas wants to see a movie with Lewis. And the dad's like, sure, why not? And Nicholas eyes light up and just goes, what's it rated? I wish I wish it'd been like PG PG. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, we don't else. know what it's rated. <laughs> That's but what I, I feel like they didn't. I don't feel. I feel like they didn't want to alienate or exclude. Yes. you know anyone here, so they uh-huh. skipped over the rating part, uh-huh. right? Because some houses PG thirteen would have been enough. Uh, right. And if it is rated R, R enough, you know? if it is rated yeah. R, you have to actually be seventeen to go into the theater. Right. So like, yeah. then we're talking about you know breaking, breaking all like different set of rules. You know, yeah. Sarah is I really said like, breaking the law. I was like, wait, nope. Is it? I don't even know. No. Yeah, it's not. I was, I was not gonna get you. I was gonna say I did love how um, in this episode Nicholas is like, I'd like to see a movie, and like meanwhile Sarah's sitting there just like, so perfectly. Nicholas, are you stupid idiot? <laughs> you moron! And they're just like, Sarah, fit keep the doing 90s what you're doing. Stereotype of she a sister so in this episode perfect. where it's like, yeah. my whole identity is ribbing my brother. I'm like. Can we give mm-hmm. her a personality, doing, please? Doing <laughs> curtains with grandma. I'm so perfect. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and I, I will say, though, Nicholas does get a little uh, spicy in this next moment. Dad, I loved it. We don't want you filling your mind with that kind of garbage. You know that. But, Mom, I told you. Shut up. Nicholas. Well, why am I always the one that does anything? Nicholas. Yeah. Can't do this. Can't do that. One more word out of you, young man. It's not fair. Everybody else gets this dialogue. But I have to sit around with a bunch of old. That's it. Oh, I didn't catch Um, a bunch of old. Oh, I heard a bunch of bull. I'm oh. like, that seems way too far. Okay. That's a bunch yeah. of old. <laughs> yes. That yeah. makes more sense. I think he said a bunch of old. I don't know what he's going to say there. Souls. Oh, but I have to sit around with a bunch of old souls. <laughs> Watching Focus on the Family. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thing. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll save this for later again. I'll, this I'll is say, my big point. I'll yeah. say this. I like seeing Nicholas show his teeth a little bit. It's again, yeah. like little moments like that. I'm like, that feels real. Like I, 
mm-hmm. have a sibling. Uh, and I remember those moments growing up when you would fight with your parents or, or your sibling would. And like, there's a little discomfort while you're watching it happen. You're like, oh, this is like, this has got yeah. real. And you're like, oh, I should stop. Yeah. But like, I can't. I feel like I shouldn't be in the room. You're getting too intense. Uh, it was cool to see that happen in a, in a TV show. It's like, yeah, finally, the super Christian kid is like being a person. I don't know. I, I, I liked it yeah. a little bit. I agree. I well, agree. The, and then contrast that to the parents who are being far too calm. Yes. I mean, maybe there, maybe there are, maybe there are parents who that's how they respond to everything. But I got to tell you, I would have been getting a little hot under the collar if my son was talking to me like that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my yeah. parents are saints. Yeah. The minute that if I had started doing the can't do this, can't do that, <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> it would have been over. It would have been over. It would, it would have been curtains. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, then he's yeah. grounded, and then he goes upstairs and talks to the only person who understands him, his psychological projection, <laughs> McGee. <laughs> well, yeah. Where they do this, so this, I was watching with my girlfriend, and she pointed out, there's a scene where, like, you know, McGee and Nick do um, Roger and Ebert at the movies. They do, like, a parody of that. And they do this, like, old, like, um, spam shade private eye. And, you know, the movie has a lot to say about, like, don't watch horror movies. There's nothing to say about the over-sexualization of the female cartoon character in this, though. That's fine. Yeah, it's and a at multi the end, Falcon like, gig, and I'm like, yeah. first of all, she's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, then there's like this weird nose job joke, which I'm like, also not good for kids. Yeah, you know? you know, she's the kind of babe your mom warned you about, but mom was in Cleveland getting a nose job, and I was like, kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, don't watch these, don't watch Night of the Blood Freaks, but this is fine. Yeah. I'm like, multi-objectifying women that's okay. That That's was not gross for to children. Me. Like they don't they don't make movies like this anymore. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Then we get Nick's remake, which is just bombs, and it's it was like Fast and the Furious yeah. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> so then Nicholas sneaks out of the house, and they make it. When I was a kid, I remember thinking like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life." When really all he does is just like crawl out of the house. And he has a little tape recorder with a Christmas oh, right, light right, next right. to it and a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, his little nice. his little Ferris Bueller uh, setup. Yeah, which oh, was just nice. <laughs> let's not poke holes in it because it's a tape recorder and it I would mean, last a finite amount of time. <laughs> right, right. I felt like though maybe the second uh, like second try would have still been okay. Maybe like fourth mm-hmm. or fifth it starts to disintegrate or like spiral. But mm-hmm. nope, second time and it's already imploded. I love that. I did like that though. Also. So, uh, back to the thing like Sarah's just downstairs and she's and her mom's like hi Sarah how are you she's like I'm good Nick sucks doesn't he and she's like oh <laughs> <laughs> doesn't she say he got his freak on or something no <laughs> oh she goes no because Lewis ding dong ditches so that he can like kind of get around and then she goes and the mom's like probably some screwy kids and she's like mom Nick's upstairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. She does take yeah. every opportunity to kind of rib. That's what I mean. Her whole personality is ribbing her brother. That's like, I feel has. like one of my parents would have been like, Will you stop talking trash about your sister, Do you please? Think when Nick is not in the room, Sarah just sits with a dead expression looking at the wall, waiting for <laughs> Like she has no function when he's out of the room. Yeah. Right, right. She's basically Morgan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Basically, no, hold on, hold early, on. Early, young, young, young Morgan. Lose a freak, lose a freak. Oh, um, 
man, but she used to she used to really get Eric. I loved it. Anyway, yes. sorry. Yes. Yeah. So I then digress. they go to the, they go to the movie and there's this there was this weird racist joke by the way in the movie yeah. where they go oh, yeah. um where mm-hmm. he goes how are we supposed to get in if we're not old enough and he goes no problem and then a Caucasian man buys a ticket and then Lewis who is a person of color he comes up afterwards and goes two please wait up dad and the guy and the lady behind the counter kind of looks at him and he goes Nick's dad yeah like oh, <laughs> she was looking at him like. <laughs> That's clearly not your dad because you're you're not the same uh, race. Yeah, it was yeah. it, it was really? very odd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't good. Yeah, this is the media that the focus on the family is like. Don't worry, well, Christians. We'll but, give you something appropriate. For but we, don't got, watch, we got it from but, here. We got it but from here. Don't watch horror movies, though. Yeah, so horror then, movies then, are bad. Here's some racism. <laughs> then they watch Night of the Blood Freaks with maybe the most interactive audience I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> They're like throwing popcorn uh, and like, like hiding those under trailers chairs. for um Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity, that's right. Yeah. It's like oh. I love how I love how NBF, Night of the Blood Freaks, is just <laughs> Is just odd grunting and noises. <laughs> you know, it's, like a movie it's just I made. it's like oozing and grunting and inaudible things, and oh, he, and he's like, like just yeah. making these like he wants to throw up faces. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm like, what could really be happening on screen that you would just be one of <laughs> like like a lot of oozing and blood? I don't know. Like it was just so much human made me uncomfortable. I was eating a salad yeah. and I had to stop for a sec. I was like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so so then you know we get the song where he walks home and his parents are sitting in the living room waiting for him oh my gosh nicholas this is where the, this is where the episode goes really off the takes rails a turn. yeah now yeah. now here's what i've been waiting to say the whole episode I'm trying to think of a delicate way to say this, but Nicholas, like before he sees the movie, he does a bunch of bad stuff. Like he talks back to his parents, he sneaks out of the house, and it seems like the movie kind of scared him straight yeah, a little and bit. He's so contrite, and he's like, "I'm so yeah, sorry." Yeah, like he's back. He's like, "I'm so like I did the movie was awful. Like I'm sorry for what I did." So I was thinking, like, what if you made it like the first thing in the movie? He's like with his friends at the theater, and like, "What are we gonna go see?" Like you know, this movie that I told my parents I was gonna see. Like, nah, man, Night of the Blood Freak. And then he sees it and is like acting up at the house and they're like, Nicholas, why are you acting this way? And then his mom goes through his clothes and like finds like his ticket stuff and like you you're acting bad because you saw this movie. I was like, I would that wouldn't be great either. But that would make more if the messages don't watch bad movies. It seems like watching this bad movie made Nicholas like a better person in, in some ways. And that's where the message gets like a little bit messy for me personally i i'd, I'd that love to doesn't hear bother me as much actually because okay. it's it reminds me of like like an old trope you'd see on tv shows is like a kid smokes a cigarette and then like the dad makes the kid smoke the carton or something which isn't good i've seen that plot mm-hmm. in several tv shows but sure. it's like too much of the thing will like yeah. scare you straight take a sip of my beer son and like oh remember right. how gross that is when you're older right. um <laughs> you know uh, so like so like yeah a child watching you know, a horror movie or something that, you know, like going to see human centipede or something like that would probably have a, you know, a gross effect on them. They'd probably be like, I don't want to watch this. Um, and, and that doesn't seem first of all, like a weird response. Um, and I also don't think it muddies cause I think the dad explicitly says like, it's not about whether or not you enjoyed it. 
right? Sure, sure. Um, that's not what's at issue here, right? It's about because their their whole thing from a moral and ethical standpoint is like what this does to your brain, right? Yes, um, right. It's less about like your enjoyment. So, so I, I I get their moral stance. I agree with what you're saying though, Zach. Especially if this is for children, it might be a little yeah. bit confusing, right? Right. You know, right. I think. Yeah. I think sneaking into a movie that your parents forbid you to see is yeah. an episode on it's honoring on. your father, father and mother. I think right. that yeah. is like that's what the episode's on for me is how you disobeyed your parents. Like if you want to talk about purity and what goes into your mind, you talk about pornography or lust. You know, I think that's where that's where the ep- the episode like rode off the rails for me. Like mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like it fit. You know, I, I think here's the thing, though. This is more accessible to a wider audience than like. Yes. And, yes. and that may sound a little screwy because I definitely know in the church uh, we've brought to light that like, yeah, a lot of men struggle with that issue um, yeah. and and women. Um, but I, I still don't think like you could use porn, like, especially not in a kid's I, show. Yeah, I think McGee and me is t- slightly young. Yeah. yeah, I agree, which is like. It's just it's just like this vague worldliness yeah. that we're talking about in this episode. Yes, yes, you know? I totally and agree. I, right. I, I so just, that is kind of the end of the episode. So let's yeah. let's kind of keep talking about the the message and and kind of where we think that they dropped the ball there because I think for me I really am struggling. It seems like the message would be garbage in garbage out but you know again i think that's kind of why i was talking about it seems like the movie you know now he's like oh i did a <laughs> i did a bad thing and i'm like you know like i shouldn't have done this and and again i think there's so many balls in the air of what it could say that it doesn't really end up saying anything yeah well i think there's more nuance here or maybe ambiguity or vagueness yeah like i get what you're saying brandon like if it were pornography or something like that that's clearly demonstrably bad for a child, right? Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where, yeah. like, oh, there are plenty of parents who let their kids watch scary. My mom let me watch scary movies. I remember we watched yeah. The Ring together when I was pretty young, you know? So, and my mother's a pastor, and I don't think she was sinning or breaking the law, no. you know, by doing that. So, it's a little bit, I agree, like, the the message is like, the world is bad. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the well, opening... even go back to the opening cartoon. Yes. Okay, you're, you're oh, getting ready right to comment cartoon, on that. The imagery, first of all, um, it's very like Pinocchio esque, but then it's like maybe the most violent thing I've ever seen as a child. Yeah, and then like uh, McGee is um, weighted down with like boom boxes, stereos, materialism. TVs, skateboards, materialism. Um, but it's and then they're like they become chains around him, and I'm like. This is that's a challenging, muddy it's, idea um, it for is kids. So convoluted. Yes. I was having a hard time deciphering mm-hmm. what the episode was going to be about when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen this yeah. before. You know, it was, it was like, <laughs> right. I, I was confused. I saw that opening. Well, I don't, it's like a cutscene thing, and it just didn't make much sense. You know, it's an odd it, message I knew, too from like a kid's TV show. You know what I mean? Like, because it felt like the whole like message was like movies and television and music today are are all bad, you know? like Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I was. I'm frustrated by the rhetoric of, you know, media bad because and I I have a, a hard time when, you know, the 
what we offer young children is don't, you know, when we say don't do this and instead Mm -hmm. of don't do that, like, but maybe do this. And I think that's why, you know, you see some Christian kids when they, you know, grow up and they leave the nest for the first time, they're like, I've been told don't all my life. Well now, like I kind of, I kind of want to try doing all of this different stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And kind of like, and, and, you know, also the rhetoric that they're not allowed to ask why, because, you know, Nicholas, I mean, you know, he's yelling at his parents, but the scene where he goes like, well, why, why can't I go see the movie? And they Mm -hmm. just say, we don't want, want you filling your mind with that kind of garbage. It's like, why couldn't they say like, Nicholas, like, we don't want you to watch this because, you know, da, 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 da. you know, like it's it, if they had told him straight up and, and you still have your episode. But then I guess you would have the dad like, see, I told you, Nicholas, I told you, because later in the movie goes, when we told you you couldn't see the movie, it was for a purpose. And it's like, well, it would have been nice if you had told him right. what the purpose was early on. So that that kind of frustrates me that the message of the of this episode is don't. And there's no here's something that would be good for you to do though. You know, can I room? Yeah, go for it, Brandon. Can I, um, get a little spicy here for a second. Oh, I would love it. Please focus on the family is responsible for a generation of children who were not, uh, who who had parents who did not talk to them Mm -hmm. about things like sex Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like healthy responses to, very dicey terrain mm-hmm. you know they they the focus on the family was telling parents don't talk about it yeah mm-hmm. don't no discussion cl- cl- shut down the dialogue mm-hmm. you know if you don't talk about it it doesn't exist and then what you had the what you had was these kids going to school getting their education from their friends mm-hmm. and you know and and is this and what this spiraling. is supposed to be like yeah so if if to me to me if you want to have this conversation and i think they do i think they do want to have this conversation mm-hmm. they just don't have the balls to have it about what it should be about you know it mm-hmm. it is it is literally this is like your wink towards purity and keeping your mind clean yeah. and and to me this is this is like this is focus on the family you know mm. they you know, I, I, there's a lot. I've got a lot that is just rolling around in my head right now. But like it, it to me, it's just a, it's a problem. Like kids need more dialogue. They need yeah. more discussion. I agree. You need to have conversation. You need to open that up with you need openness with your children. Yeah. I mean, you know? at least a discussion. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's not even that there's not a good discussion. It's the fact that there is no discussion. Well, there is one discussion at the end of the episode. Right. And to focus Don't. on that, I wrote down a lot uh, of notes from it because yeah. I think, Brandon, you're right. This is what focus on the family peddled. And this is what I've had to unpack and deal with in my adulthood and, you know, learn about its harm. Like the mom says, do you realize what you've done? Uh, the dad that, says, "You, yeah, I mean that alone, right? It, it's the shame of purity culture, yeah. right? Goodness. Like the shame. Because uh, he's a child. First of all, yeah. no, he doesn't understand the ramifications of, you know, uh, of sin. Let's start there. He doesn't get it. He's a kid, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the, the shameful approach from the parents, right? Like you've dirtied your mind, you're, you've yeah. polluted it. Yeah. Um, it's you a put mess. scenes yeah. that can mm-hmm. never be erased, pictures yeah, that and, will be with you the rest of your life. Uh, and also, like, I think as mad as my parents would be, they, the first question would probably be like, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you like first well, things first? Sure. How is your mental state? You know, because the, 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 so we have like the two discussions, the first one when he asks and the second one when he gets home, 
The first right. one he's when he asks, she tells him why she doesn't want him to go. We don't want you watching that garbage. We don't want that kind of stuff in your head. So I think like everything felt fine there. You know, this is our, we don't want you to go. And this is why to me at that point, I'm having an honor your father and mother conversation in my head. Like you went, you disobeyed us. You're done. You know, like that to me is after the first conversation, that's the conversation we're having next, you know, right. When we shift and we're like, do yeah, do you have any idea what you've done? You know, well, like that to the, me is a different conversation. It's, it's a different like conversation. It can't be undone. That's the tone that that really bothers me. It's like forever. Yeah, like no, First of all, like yeah. that's not scientifically backed. Like that's not yeah. like the, so that bothers me. It's like the science is not settled on this. No, right. it's well, it's like first of all, that's like. Not true. They're lying to him. Let's start there. It's also theologically gross, though, because like our faith is centered on the idea of like, you know, as far as the East is from the West when it comes to forgiveness. And I'm not saying forgiveness and ramifications of sin are are the same. They're not right. Like I can be forgiven and still have to live with the consequences of sin. But this idea that like, I don't know, it's outside of God's purview or capacity to um, you know, help us, uh, you know, put to rest, you know, and it's some of the things we've watched and seen and witnessed, I don't know. It's just like for, it's too complicated an idea to wade into with a child, right? Like, and it's mm-hmm. certainly the way it's being presented here. Um, just not true and harmful. Like the rest of your life, you're going to have to deal with this. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I watched a scary movie. The rest of my, it just, when I'm in my fifties, I'm going to be thinking about the scary movie. That's I'm going to be thinking saying. about night of the blood freaks, part four yeah. and 3d. Yeah. yeah. Even and, as yeah. a kid, and, I feel like I would look at them with a side. eye. like, yeah. And not to keep going back to this, but this seems like a conversation that you have after you know, Nicholas sneaks a playboy into his room and his mom finds it, you know, when she's picking up his laundry or something like, Mm -hmm. then you're having the conversation. This stuff's going to be stuck with you. You know, like, yeah, this is the kind of thing. This can distort your view of what this is. Yeah. And, you know, of women, of healthy relationships. Yeah. Yes. I want to be, I don't want to equivocate or just try to be fair to be fair sake, but like there is a conversation that's had around like, what should Christians watch, right? What kind of art should they engage with? Like, I Mm -hmm. remember when Game of Thrones was really popular on TV. Like, there are tons, ad nauseum, all these blogs about, like, is it okay to watch Game of Thrones? I'm like, I don't care. Do what you want to do, first of all. Be Um, your own moral compass. I'm a big believer in that, yeah. uh, Well, I I think... uh, I I, kind of lost the the thread of what I was getting at there. But there's... there's, I I think there's um, a conversation to be had about, like, what kind of art... Um, Christians can can engage with. Um, I'm definitely going to come down on a more liberal stance than some. This is focused on the family. I get it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they're totally in the wrong to try and have the conversation. You know, right? Well, I was gonna I was gonna say, and I guess this is the time to bring it up, but it bothers me because the whole rhetoric of this episode seems to be don't watch anything. Because because at the time, like James Dobson, the reason why they were making this is because they were just like, this is a quality alternative to everything else that's on TV or in the movies. Like, that's why they were making this stuff. And it really bothers me when Christians want to claim 
I don't I don't like the term secular, especially when it comes to media. But when Christians claim secular media as their own, like I was thinking about when the Wolf of Wall Street came out, even let's go back to the 80s when Last Temptation of Christ comes out and Christians go and firebomb a movie theater because they're upset. Then Wolf of Wall Street comes out and there's all these Christian platforms that are just like, don't watch this movie. This represents how far away we are from God. Then Scorsese's next film is Silence, which they stand up and say, this is a great Christian movie. Isn't it wonderful that Scorsese is a Christian? That drives me insane. Yeah, we just try to claim on when it's convenient and when the art is, Mm -hmm. you know, like palatable for us. Yeah, that's... I'll yeah. tell you what, too. There was something I bumped on, like the the opening cartoon. The verse was Romans twelve two, which mm-hmm. is not a, a kid's verse. Let's start there. Like, uh, you know, the <laughs> no. whole like, don't be transformed by the world, but, you know, by the renewing your mind. Uh, I also think there's like a big part of that verse that's often glossed over in the church, which is the whole second half, which is like, this is how you're going to test and approve God's perfect will. So mm. I think that there's something missed there and like um, testing out what makes sense for you, right? Like mm. maybe the line for Nick's parents and the line for Nick should be different, right? Like maybe God's mm-hmm. will for his parents and for him are different. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's weird to me that we're just like everyone's got to stay away from the same stuff. Like, I don't mm. know. Mm. No, I, I hear that. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sad that, um, you know, I feel like McGee and me just as a series, and I'm really seeing this with adult eyes now, like is so hit or miss. Like there are some episodes (laughs) where I'm like, you know, great. This was a great message, like Mm -hmm. really good. Like, wow, I'm impressed. And then there's ones like this where I'm like, wow, this kind of represents like, all the things I, I hate about Christian media a little bit. So it's I think like the series is such a mixed bag. Yeah. I think, though, when I kind of compare different styles of Christian media, so you have like your McGee and me and focus on the family, and then you've got your God's not dead and fireproof, you know, when I kind of the, the former the things I make you watch. They they were made for the class for the for Sunday school. You know, they're they're yeah. like the Sunday school crowd. And that's a great I think point. my I mm. think my thing is like if this is what we get when you venture out into the real world, I almost like stay in the Sunday school class. You know, I know that's not kind, but these are even more so these are even more dangerous. And and there is always something available applicable um harvestable from mcgee and me like there is something there i can i can find something i could turn a 20 minute mcgee and me episode into a sunday school lesson i could do it you know no matter i could do this on this one you know it'd be fine this with your kids yeah i didn't i i was going to but i it didn't quite work out um i Cause you're I, right. Cause it's dangerous though. Cause they're going to pick up eight bad messages on the road to mm. the one good message you would be able to spin out of it, you know? Yeah. And I, I just, I, well, I think my point was if the alternative is, you know, this foray into mainstream that has just been a nightmare, you know, keep it simple, stay in the Sunday school class, focus on the family, please. <laughs> i know that's i don't know <laughs> mm. mitch do you, do you have anything you'd like to say 
Um, yeah, here's here's my last thought on this. Um, there's a purpose. Um, like when you think about why we watch scary movies, right? There is a social purpose to them, right? Like we don't know how to access our feelings to process them. We use media to explore things we're not comfortable navigating ourselves, right? Like, Mm. you know, people who watch sad movies to have good cry, right? If they aren't able to function with their, their own feelings of sadness, right? Uh, And media can assist with that. Same thing with fear, right? We go to haunted houses, escape rooms. Uh, We explore our fear. So I think this idea of like villainizing or like um, making taboo, uh, you know, worldly secular art. um, And like we have to enclose our children in safe Christian media is potentially harmful. Right. And it makes them like get this weird us versus them way of looking at the world. Well, you know, those people who watch that kind of garbage, that kind of crap, I'm not like that, you know, when, you know, you can watch that kind of content uh, to explore healthily um, emotions that you may be trying to, to, to cope with. So anyways, I just I think there's a lot of social utility to those kind of movies. And I think this kind of content like this episode of McGee and Me potentially has a harmful effect on the way that children will view um, their peers and people who watch mainstream stuff. Alright folks, let's have some fun now. Let's play a game, huh? Hey. <laughs> now, now that we're all in a cheery mood after, what you after see that. Is what you get. Yeah. And speaking of what you see is what you get, um the director of <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut and A Clockwork Orange, one of my favorite directors, Stanley Kubrick. Um I, I was trying to think of a fun game. I really like doing yay or nay, but I was like, I want to do something that's not music and something that's maybe not so um, on the nose. So in today's game, I'm going to read quotes for you guys, and you will be telling me if they're from Stanley Kubrick or evangelical pastor Joel Hosteen. Oh, no. <laughs> not James Dobson? Not James Dobson. That, that, it made me too sad when Spot I looked at the some difference of his quotes. Between the two. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys want to team up, or do you want to play one versus the other? Let's team want, up. No, oh. I want to compete. No, okay. I'll yes, Andrew. Let's let's okay. let's team up. That's fine. <laughs> Goodness gracious! All right, so let's go. So, <clears throat> quote number one: You tell me if this is Joel Osteen or Stanley Kubrick. It's God's will for you to live in prosperity instead of poverty. It's God's will for you to pay your bills and not be in debt. Oh, so you're doing the thing where it's an obvious quote. This is obviously Joel Osteen. This is obviously Joel Osteen. <laughs> is it? How incredible would it be if it were Stanley Brandon? Well, now, I, now I'm like, that's got to be Stanley Kubrick because it's so obvious. No, It's no, got to no, be no, trick. No, no, no. I love no. when like people watch me do this and they give me more credit than they should have. Like, Zach might be a genius. I'm like, no, go with your heart. Okay, Joel Osteen. That, Remember on that the is set indeed. of The Shining when Stanley Kubrick said it's yeah. God's will for you to be rich? <laughs> that is indeed Joel Osteen. Uh, next, next quote. Oh, gross. The the great nations have always acted like gangsters and the small nations like prostitutes. Oh, my. oh, that could be either. That could be either. 
because I mean, this is just wrong in a lot of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like that'd be pretty troubling coming out of Joel Osteen's mouth. Yeah, but it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me though. The mm. the great nations. That's interesting. Gangsters inter- and prostitutes was the. It would be interesting coming from a preacher because like Israel is compared to a prostitute <laughs> quite a bit in the Bible. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Kubrick on this one. All right. Yeah. That is indeed Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. As much as I like him, he was he was not a, a perfect man. <laughs> yeah. That, that well, he was great. a man. What no, I'm just his flesh and blood, am I right? Flawed. And <laughs> flawed. I was oh, all right. Ne- next one. <laughs> I'm going to let God be the judge of who goes to heaven and hell. This is a trick one. I I think it's a it's a Kubrick. This is you because th- first of all, um Joel Olstein in his mind, I'm sure, is not letting <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting spicy. Goodness gracious. You know what? I'm going to defer to Mitch. takes one from, look at how gonna, much money you have and has made a, a determination on if you're going to heaven or hell. So Joel is going to listen to this episode. Now he's going to want to be... Uh, Joel Osteen said oh, that. Oh, man. Oh, oh. It's okay. Mind, you're, uh, you're two on one right now. <clears throat> Here we go. Mm. God wants us to prosper financially, to have plenty of money to fulfill the destiny he's laid out for us. If this isn't Joel Olstein, I'm quitting. Yeah. That. That's the most Joel Olstein thing I've ever heard. It is. It is. Yeah. Manifest <laughs> destiny, all the garbage. Yeah. Love it. It's, Love it's, it. It's, it's, all right. Three and one right now. Here we go. Oh, bro. I'm just, sharp. Sharp. just got to poke Mitch. God, I just got to do it now. Well, when it gets like this, I got to stupid, poor people. Got to stoke the fire. Never mind. Our Lord and Savior had not an <laughs> earthly possession while he completed his ministry. Oh, my God. God wants you to have a jet. I never learned anything at all in school and didn't read a book for pleasure until I was 19 years old. This feels like Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. That is Kubrick. (laughs) Moving on. You're an idealist and I pity you as I would the village idiot. This also feels like Kubrick. Yeah. That is Kubrick indeed. I've got, I've got two more for you. When a man cannot choose, he ceases to be a man. Oh, that's interesting. Mm, it really could be either. This one's broad enough. Brandon, mm-hmm. you have any ideas? No. I, my, any my gut, movies coming to mind about choice? My gut said Osteen, but... I think Osteen, too. That is Kubrick. Is that, that's the first one we got mm-hmm. wrong. Do you know... And- that's third. Okay, I thought we were a team, but I guess not. No, no me- <laughs> that's the second one we've gotten wrong, Brandon, my teammate. <laughs> I'm saying this is like the first one I took the lead on, and we got it wrong. Okay, so uh, I get and you. and the final one, <clears throat> I have always believed in God. Kubrick. Mm. Yeah, I'm. You want to go the other way? I'm gonna no, go Kubrick, I want, and you. I, you no, know, you go. Yeah, let's go, Kubrick. Osteen. Wow. Uh, you mm. tricky, you tricky <laughs> hobbits. You I thought that me. I thought that was going to be much easier. Than it, it would just seem too obvious. First of all, that's also right. a weird thing for a Christian to say. It is know. a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. I've always there's a handful of those. You're like, man, I really hope a Christian didn't say that. Mm-hmm. 
one of the most influential pastors in the world said that. And that bow, a great wow, wow. Bow, wow, wow. Woof, woof. Yeah, yippee, yippee. <laughs> in conclusion, folks, uh, I know I encourage you to watch McGee and me all the time. Skip this episode, please. Yeah. And, uh, you know, go go watch The Chosen again. There you <laughs> um, go. Or, yeah, or anything else. Watch but, The Boy Meets World with Stumpy's Revenge. That's a better yes. version of this episode. It's a wonderful night, I think the episode is called. It's oh. in season one. It's on Disney Plus, you cowards. And you have this dialed in, don't you? <laughs> Just Boy Meets World. There's a whole I lot of useless information rattling around up here. I exactly. love your knowledge of Boy Meets World. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Look at that shallow boy. That's our That's yeah. our fourth podcast, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Men meet world. Real boys meet world. <laughs> real boys meet world is very good. And speaking of real boys, if you want to uh, yell at us or talk to us or say nice things to us, head over to our social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We are the real boys. That's the R-E-E-L boys. Brandon Mitch, it was it was very nice to have the the three back together. I love having guests on the show and I absolutely love all the new people that, you know, we get to meet through this podcast. But it is also nice to have the uh the original dream team back together again. Feels so thank good. you for yeah. indulging me yeah, and, watch, and watching and watching. Yeah. Listen, but, keep giving me episodes with 30 minutes of content to watch and I'll be on oh, every week. But <laughs> you know, next next time we'll be talking about one of my favorite films, Ben Hur, with a very special guest. I'm this this is a good episode. We've already recorded. I know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with me. Hello. <laughs> But until next, I'm going to get off the mic before I say something terrible. Until next time, folks, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Mitchell. Brandon, I've been. 